The Sports Career Podcast, episode 221. What four rules do you need to be a rebellious leader? to listening to this week's episode. I'm your host Ed Bowers and my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who's an expert in a particular field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in enhancing your knowledge and being a better leader and also understanding what it takes to be an entrepreneur. So I really do hope that this episode can support you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Jackie Fast. Jackie is a returning guest to the show, and she is an entrepreneur, investor, and author. When I interviewed her a few years ago, we spoke about her first book called Pinpoint, which is all about sponsorship in the entertainment industry. In this podcast, we'll be talking about her career after her days in the sponsorship industry, and we'll be talking about her new book called Rule Breaker, which is all about modern leadership in today's modern society. So for that reason, it's brilliant to have Jackie as a special guest on the show. And that's when today's episode, Jackie will share her business career journey and explain to you the four rules you need to be a rebellious leader. Jackie, it's a pleasure to have you back on the podcast show. Just for the listeners listening in, I had Jackie on episode 87 with regards to her first book, Pinpoint, which is all about sponsorship. You've got to check it out for sure because it's a fantastic book I use. Jackie, with regards to your business career journey, could you just give people a snapshot of your career journey from where you are now with regards to our last podcast episode? Sure. Um, Okay. I mean, episode 86, I want to say that was at least two years ago. Um, I think I had sold my first business slingshot sponsorship and I took a lot of that money and I invested in a bunch of companies. So um, I sit on the board of a really amazing fintech called The Money Platform. Um, I'm a partner of a Hermes Beg reseller. Um, I've got a wine brand called Rebel Pie um, and a bunch of kind of other kind of random stuff. Um, this year, obviously, the pandemic was pretty crazy. I had a baby. Um, so I just I my firstborn was born on June in the middle of the pandemic, which was pretty crazy. Um, I wrote a book called Rule Breaker Rebellious Leadership for the Future of Work, which is out in March. Um, and I've launched a VC fund called Sandbox Studios in L.A. So busy. <laughs> Wow. Just Well, firstly, congratulations with your first child. But just going back for people listening and about pivoting, I think it's such a talked about topic with regards to people in working. May I ask how you pivoted from Slingshot into the current projects you're doing now? It sounds like you're more busier from when we last spoke. So may I ask just a reflection on that out of interest? Yeah, I mean... I mean, busy is such a relative term. Like when I was running Slingshot, that was heavy busy and I was involved with everything. Um, And I mean, I remember looking at my Google emails and I was sending like 3,500 emails a month. Like it it was insane. Um, And so 
I feel like I'm less busy now, but mostly because I'm better at managing my time um, than I was, you know, I'm older now. I'm like 37, I think I am. When I launched Slingshot, I was 25. So I've got experience under my belt in terms of like how to juggle more projects. And being busy is something I like to do. It's, it's something, you know, I, I strive to be busy and I've taken on more and more stuff because I like being as busy as I felt when I was at Slingshot. So although I am doing a lot more, I would probably say, I mean, I'm bit, I'm bit, I'm the same busy. I would say I'm more busy. I'm not less busy. Um, in terms of pivoting, I guess uh, I went from working in one job, Slingshot, running that company, which had a lot of different projects in a lot of different sectors. So um, I like the challenge. I like learning. I'm interested in meeting new people, etc. Um, and so when I lost that, I really tried to fill it up with you know, investing in a lot of different companies and getting involved. But the problem was it was very like board level and it wasn't kind of in the dirt. And I learned over a course of like three or four years, especially in the last couple of years, that I like to be in the thick of things. I like to be running the show. You know, I like to implement decisions on my time, which is a lot faster than a lot of other people's time. So when I'm sitting around in a board meeting and there are obvious solutions to the problem and, you know, it takes like six to 12 months to implement. I mean, it drives me absolutely bonkers. So um, I've decided to launch Sandbox Studios, which is a hybrid VC um, and agency, which kind of falls similar to what I was doing before in terms of I am only dealing with talent-driven collaborations. So things like Casamigos, Aviation Gin, Fabletics. Um, so in a sense, it's the same, but differently we've raised, we're raising 15 million. So we're investing into those projects and then I'm running them. So it's a little bit different. So it plays on what I used to do um, with more money in a nutshell. Cool. Can I just go back to when you were 25? Because that's sort of my listenership, the 20 to 25. What guidance tips would you give? You talked about you manage your time better, despite you still enjoy being busy. Could you just give some guidance tips that have supported you to where you are now? Because what you're doing with this VC sounds fascinating, but I assume you learned some lessons in your early 20s or mid 20s to help you to what you're doing now, if that makes sense. Yes and no. I mean, my new book, Rule Breaker, is a real reflection of that. I think a lot of people are like, you know, look for mentors, look for advice, etc. And I think one of the biggest things that I learned is actually you didn't need to learn that much to, to, to do stuff. I think fundamentally you have to work hard. I think underneath everything, and I know some serious entrepreneurs, Richard Branson was a client of mine, um, Underneath everything are real hard workers, people that will graft and work harder than the next guy. And I think it doesn't really matter what you do. I think you don't necessarily, it's lessons that may have worked for me don't necessarily work for somebody else. But the fundamental truth of it is that you have to really not be complacent and you have to really like grind um, hard. Um, and obviously having self-motivation and confidence is gonna be helpful as well. My book also talks a lot about the rules that you should break. So, you know, following your passion is really important. Is it really what you wanted to do? Um, and if it, and it's not like you should work to do something that you want to do just because it's nice to do something that you want to do. That's actually not the point. The point is, is that if you really, really are passionate about what you do, you will be able to overcome all the hardship that comes with starting a business. Um, and if you don't really love it, it's too easy to be complacent. It's too easy to not work as hard. It's too easy to like think about what else you could be doing. Um, so following your passion is less about like having a fulfilled life and really more about achieving success. 
Awesome. Well, it sort of leads to today's podcast topic with regards to your new book. I've had the privilege to have proofread. I can't wait to get my own hard copy to write notes, some notes. But today's podcast topic is what four rules do you need to be a rebellious leader? Yes. So I can go through all of those. Um, they're, they're quite long. Um, but the first rule, really, I think a lot of people grow up thinking to follow the money. And it's not necessarily like go get rich, um, but follow the money really is like, I want to be a doctor, lawyer, accountant. I want to, you know, I want to get the next paycheck. I want to get a promotion. And actually that no longer works. Uh, again, it's just the world is so much smaller. It's so much more competitive. Like I just said, if you're not really truly invested into it. You're not going to really have the stamina to achieve what you really want to achieve. So following your passion, figuring out what your passion is, is like super important, really, really key. Um, I think you kind of need this for any kind of success in the future work. So that's number one. Um, number two is, uh, you know, towing, uh, I guess the rule to break really is like towing the line and you know, being diplomatic. And instead it's really is about standing for something. And I think, especially now you've seen that the, the world is really ready to make change. So we, we had Me Too, Black Lives Matter, the Amazon walkout with climate change, um, obviously Greta Thunberg. And, you know, it's important to stand for something. In my book, and the J.D. Weatherspoon's chairman, uh, I, I kind of profile him because he did a pro-Brexit beer mat, which obviously is incredibly divisive, um, but, uh, and his major, not major shareholders, but the board basically were trying to oust him. And when it came down to it, uh, as chairman, he got 98% of the vote, which obviously isn't a reflection of Brexit. So whether you're forward or against it, you know, 98% of people didn't vote for Brexit. So it just goes to show you that, you know, people, even if they don't agree with you, still value people that stand for something rather than being kind of on the fence and, you know, being best friends with everybody. Um, so that's, that's really, really important in the future work. Rule number three, the rule to break is fake it till you make it. Um, and the new rule is really to be authentic. Now, fake it till you make it is really interesting because, I mean, I used to talk about fake it till you make it. I mean, it sounds really good. And when I was 25, I definitely was, you know, fake till you make it. Um, but the truth of the matter is like everybody struggles and I think people connect with the honesty, the humility, the truth, really. Um, and so being authentic and having an authentic voice is absolutely critical. And this obviously has resonated in terms of consumer products. You know, people want to buy products where they, products that they trust. I mean, we're in a world of post-truth where, you know, you can't really be sure what to believe. Nobody believes advertisements, even the stuff that you see on the news, you, you know, isn't necessarily what you see, especially the stuff on social media. So authenticity is really, really important. Finally, the fourth rule, um, again, relatively controversial. So um, the rule to break would be hire an expert. Um, and the rule to um, keep, I guess, the new rule is be the expert, which is crazy, because how could you be an expert? How is everybody gonna be an expert? But the truth of the matter is, I think, a lot of people, especially in old management styles, it used to be like, oh, I'm going to hire somebody smarter than me. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And actually, you know, the information is out there. Um, the world has been democratized. You know, you have the same information that Elon Musk has. Uh, it's just really about how you use it. And so, you know, you don't need to rely on other people. You can actually go and figure it out yourself. And there's a whole bunch of ways to do that. And I go through that in my book about how you can be an expert in your field. So those are the those are fundamentally the four rules that we talk about in my in my book, which really is about my experience of working with loads of leaders. Obviously, my own personal experience as well, 
Um, because I think a lot of people are set up wrong. I think at the moment, a lot of people talk about stuff that sounds really nice, but is not very helpful. And so you get people that are like churning, like, why haven't I done this? Or why am I not happy? Or, you know, what I, I don't love what I'm doing, but I don't know how to get where I'm going. But fundamentally, all the books out there about leadership um, are written by men who started their careers in the 70s. And the world is so different now. Um, and yet you don't have books that reflect our current world until now. So that's why I wrote Rule Breaker. Hey, I hope people are taking notes. And I'm so glad you shared those four rules because I feel like they sort of resonate with my listenership. And I hope you've enjoyed that. Just with regards to your leadership style or when you took leadership to the next level for your career, may I ask which people you learned from along your journey? Did you, for example, did you learn some leadership principles when you're on The Apprentice out of interest? I'm just intrigued on that point. So, I mean, this is the point of the book. And actually, everybody that I've spoken to who is a real leader, like, they don't have mentors. They don't listen to advice. Because if you're paving new paths, there's nobody who's gone before you. So, no, honestly, I haven't, um, especially The Apprentice, I especially didn't learn anything from The Apprentice. No offense to The Apprentice. I also loved The Apprentice. It was like so much fun and I would do it again in a heartbeat. Um, but fundamentally, no, I didn't gain new skills by being on The Apprentice. Aside from, I mean, I really did learn about a very wide range of different people who I probably would, wouldn't have encountered in my everyday life. So, you know, that's definitely positive. And Claude Littner, you know, I still speak to regularly. Um, and so that's been a huge benefit as well coming out of The Apprentice. But from a leadership perspective, no. Um, and I think, again, I think I would be very wary of taking advice from other people. Uh, but again, if I were to, I mean, the advice that, no, I mean, I never did take advice. I never had a mentor. I never, I never did. And I talk about that in the book. And I think when I was younger, I thought that was a bad thing. And I thought, you know, I couldn't possibly start a business without having a mentor. I couldn't possibly without having somebody to talk to. And actually, I think that's what made me successful. Um, I didn't have somebody giving advice that probably wasn't relevant, which was sending me down a path that wasn't appropriate for my business. And instead, I made my own decisions. Um, and it takes a lot of courage and confidence to be able to do that. And I think that's really what's missing. Just on that point, it was one of my main key questions in a way. Is it our upbringing that sort of provides us, I don't know, little hints of where we can be better in ourselves with our leadership? Because really quick bit in your book, I found interesting when you started Slingshot, you talked about a bit about when you just got your first sales person on your team and it was always trying to build a team, run a sort of company and trying like to where it got to was phenomenal. So my, my question is, looking back for your life in a way, did it support you with being a more effective leader from certain chapters that challenged you with regards to your courage, for example? I mean, it was really born out of necessity. Like, I think if I had access, like I arrived in London without friends or family, I didn't know anybody. So I didn't have a network to tap into. I think had I, and also my family was so far away, so I couldn't just call them really. Um, and I think because I was completely on my own, I didn't have anybody to rely on. And so I had to rely on myself. And I really think that more people need to do that. Like, I think really that is something that we need to do more of. And I talk about it in my, in my book, but when you are growing up as a child, and especially in education, a lot of people talk about like, what do you want to be? What do you want to aspire to? What, like, 
What kind of job would you like to do? Nobody talks about like, what do you care about? Like, what are the things that matter to you? What are your values? Nobody ever asks you those questions. Um, and so you kind of come out of university and you're like, oh, okay, great. Like I should do doctor, lawyer, teacher, but you have no idea what that means in terms of like the actual real world, like in terms of the nine to five, what kind of like skills that you need to do those things. Um, and I think that's a fundamental error in our, in our upbringing really is like, you need to start thinking about what it is that you care about. What are the things that you value and then build a career and a life around that um, rather than just like navel gazing. Yeah, no, no, I'm I, I connect to what you're saying because it leads to my next point. I remember when you just left Slingshot, I think you went to South Africa where you looked after two cheetahs. And 28 think, cheetahs, but yeah. Okay, but what I'm saying this is leadership isn't just in a working environment. You took the leadership to solve a problem in that environment. So for the listeners listening in, I want it just to think, I'm a big fan of Jackie. I follow her and I'm intrigued at how she's developed and how I can be better, by the way. But just to be clear in your book, it's in order to just being better in a workforce environment. It's actually trying to help you be a better person. The reason I mentioned the cheetahs is you were in that environment and you wanted to make a difference there. Could you just elaborate this side of leadership? So we've talked about the workforce, but actually just as you mentioned with our values, how can leadership influence in other parts of our life in, in general? Well, I think leadership is really important to look at. Like what is leadership? Leadership is really um, getting other people to follow your vision. And I mean, you can be a leader if you are a housewife, you can be a leader if you are running a nursery, you can be a leader in honestly anything. Like, like uh, if you look, I mean, being a housewife is a really, really great example. Okay. So really negative connotations, by the way, I've just learned that it is like a super hard job, probably the hardest job that I've ever had. Um, and I'm not even a housewife, but I'm just saying being a mother is really difficult. Um, and you, you know, you think, oh, that's so negative. But actually, if you start Googling like family, babies, mothers, blah, 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 there are loads of influencers, um, thought leaders around this theory. And actually, you can be a leader in this space just by sitting at home with your like one year old baby. So being a leader isn't running a like FTSE 500 company. Being a leader is really having the courage to like stand for something, educate people, like have followers. Um, and you can do that in whatever context, um, whether that's going and rescuing baby cheetahs or, you know, raising a family or, you know, trying to become the boss in your job. Awesome. Out of interest, where can people get a copy of your book? Like where are we now with your book launch so the listeners can get involved and grab a copy? So all copies are available on March 3rd and they it's sold anywhere good books are sold, but uh, you can pre-order and you should pre-order the book. Um, and if you do that before March 3rd, I can give you a discount code. You can use rule breaker 25 um, on the Kogan page website, which is the publisher's website. So Kogan page use rule breaker 25, you get 25% off, but you have to pre-order um, before March 3rd. Um, and also uh, as a benefit, Anybody who leaves a very good Amazon review will be reprinted in the next edition of the book, um, which will be coming out next year. So if you do get the book and you like the book, make sure to leave an Amazon review, whether you bought it from Amazon or not. Amazing to all the listeners listening. There will be a link so you can pre-order. I've had a quick glimpse and honestly, it's worth a read. And look, Jackie, I've always appreciated time, but out of interest, looking back of your career, what have you enjoyed the most? Oh God, that's a really hard question. I mean, honestly, I, I've, I've had a really great career. I mean, I spent my first part of my career like backstage at music festivals, basically, or on Necker Island, which is amazing. Um, 
I now am really fortunate that my career is very flexible um, and I'm currently doing this right now in Vancouver, BC, which is like far removed from both LA and London, which both my business interests are in, but because of the pandemic, we're here. Um, and I don't know, I just feel like the future is going to be more interesting than anything that's happened in the past. So I don't really have a highlight, really. I mean, I've just, I've just really enjoyed, I, 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 you know what, I, the truth be told, I really enjoy working. I'm geeky like that. Awesome. Like I like being a geek too on this podcast. So nothing wrong with being a geek. Jack, I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview. Well, always finish with inspirational question and we've gone through a lot on the leadership side, but just again to those three, like to my listenership, we're just starting their career after uni. What three tips would you give with regards to being a leader and what they want to do? I would say be bold, be brave and break some rules. Awesome. Nice and simple. Out of interest, Jackie, how can people interact with you online? Um, you can catch me. I'm mostly on Instagram, quite frankly, or, or Twitter, but it's at Jackie Fast on kind of any of the social handles. I'm all, I've also got a website, www.jackiefast.com, and you can subscribe. Um, I send discounts on random stuff like the wine or the book or random blogs. Um, so you can catch me there as well. Amazing. To all the listeners listening, all those links will be on my website related to this blog post. As always, Jackie, it's a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Ed. What a brilliant podcast chat with Jackie. Every time I speak to her or I connect with her online, I always learn something new, but most of all, she challenges me how I need to be better. And the biggest learning lesson I've taken from this podcast is really about how leadership reflects our values, personal values in general. I think that's such an important point when she gave the example of, you know, when we want to work and find employment, we think about the job instead of looking at the values we have relating to the role of what we want to do and what we want to achieve in general with regards to our life. Um, that was my biggest takeaway, and I'm really intrigued what yours is too. But without a doubt, um, and I have to agree in Jackie here, that how we are living is changing and how we influence others is really now having an impact with regards to society, particularly online. And having those leadership qualities are vital with regards to being authentic that's sort of my second key point I've learned from Jackie that being authentic in who you are is vital and sticking to who you are in the area you want to work in or your personal values with regards to your lifestyle is so important too because that's how you're going to connect with other like-minded people within that niche like she gave that great example of being a mother how there are influence out there where you can learn from to be a better parent. So look, I really do hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I'll be really intrigued with your biggest learning lesson on Twitter. Let me know, edbowers101, that is my Twitter handle. And look, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I really appreciate if you could give it a rating, give it a review, because for me, this is why I love doing, providing content that can add value to your career development. So on that note, apply Jackie's leadership tips, grab a copy of her book and really put it into practice today and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Jackie said, leadership is getting other people to follow your vision and personal values. Mm -hmm.